Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Veja Gatameva Samsara Nava Setave Prabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Oh, I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Shiva, your own beingness, your own essence, your own self. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. When you look inward, you have to turn your attention inward to find your own self. This is what meditation is all about. Some people think that meditation is about reducing stress, which is true. Others say that meditation is about healing or improving your relationships, which also does happen. Others say meditation is about equanimity in the face of difficulties. Good stuff. Yet all of this happens because meditation gives you your own self. When you are your own self, you are not as stressed by stressful things. 
your body and mind heal more deeply and more easily. You are more present in your relationships and can live with an open heart. Good stuff. It all happens because when you look inward, you are looking toward your own self. Now, could it be a little easier to get through the inner obstacles? I mean, do you just have to sit there until your mind gives up on its old stuff? Like a dog that finally realizes the old bone isn't worth chewing on anymore? How long is that going to take? The unique thing about yogic meditation compared to all the other systems is that yoga specializes in tools to get you deeper, easier. Yoga's methodologies make you better at looking inward. And we've already used a few of them. We've chanted and heard an inspiring story that had teachings embedded in it. We invoked divine grace through chanting a Sanskrit invitation and are now learning more about the teachings of the sages. By the time we get through this, you're likely to be already halfway inside, almost in meditation. And I'll say a few words about meditation and dink, there you go. Isn't that great? It's so easy and so blissful. Thank you, Baba. There are probably other people meditating right now, maybe even some in a meditation program or a meditation retreat. And they're trying to watch their breath or watch their mind. And how long will that go on? And what can your mind do to you in the process? When you look inward, you can get trapped in your mind and not find the deeper dimensions of your own being. It is the inner depths that yogic meditation targets. For you are a multidimensional being with the extraordinary capacity to be aware of the incredible dimensionality that extends all the way to infinity. It's all inside. So what do you find when you look inward? Most of you only look deep enough to find your mind and emotions. Then you bounce back out and want to talk about it, or you want to manage things so your mind and emotions will be less turbulent. I'll tell you to look inward. Yes, you will find your mind and emotions. Oh, emotions, mm, they're nothing but mind. So your mind gets in the way. You need to get through that superficial layer and dive deeper within. Looking inward, what you find depends on the path you take. It's just like if you want to drive to Niagara Falls. I'm in Pennsylvania, so Niagara Falls is a lovely destination, a little distant, but not too far. You get to decide if you're going to take country roads or the highway. If you take country roads, you'll see lots of scenery, probably some cows, maybe even some goats or sheep, lots of dogs. Cross over a few country bridges and so on. That might be your idea of a perfect trip. Personally, 
I like the highway. I get to my destination quicker after an easier drive. It's even slightly boring. And my mind is not filled up with all the sights of all the small towns. Instead, after several hours of a highway, my mind is like a blank screen, which makes it easy for me to open up to the power and beauty of the waterfall. Meditators who are watching their mind or watching their breath or even doing body scans, they're on the country road. They will see every little kink and quirk in their mind. They will take a tour of their past history. Buddha even said, you have to remember every experience of every lifetime you've ever lived. Ouch. <laughs> this meditative system is the superhighway. It's about getting you inward deep and easy. Why? Because you can go round in circles in your mind over and over and over and over and over and over again. You don't even need help with this. You have already perfected looking inward to the most superficial level of your being. You're used to looking at your mind. Yoga says to look deeper, to find your way deeper within. And the best way to get there is by meditating with someone else who knows the way in. That's what I did with my Baba. My teachings theme this month is perception and action, which I introduced in our current teachings article. It's on the web page. There's a link right on the home page for you. I explain perception this way. Yoga says that you are the perceiver not what you perceive. Whatever you are seeing or hearing, as well as what you are doing, you are the one who is experiencing it. The point of meditation is to perceive the deeper dimensions of your own being. More than this, the goal is to become established in the deepest and most expansive level of beingness, your own beingness, your own self. Thus, you live from the vastness and the bliss of your own self while you're having experiences, while you're living your life, experiencing the world and the others in it. You're having experiences. And while you're meditating, you're having experiences. You are the experiencer, not the experience. Right now, the world is watching as Great Britain honors the great being who served them as queen for so long. We're all sharing the experience that they're having. It's a part of human life to lose loved ones, and she was so easy to love. So you get to experience loss, but you didn't die. The monarchy didn't die. They got the new king in there right away an important energetic layer of protection and blessing. And you get to watch it all. You are the experiencer, not the experience. That's easier to understand when the events are thousands of miles away with people you've heard of but are not related to. 
but it can be harder when the experience is closer to home. Like in meditation, let's take an easy one. You might be perceiving that your neck hurts or your knee hurts. Okay. While it is likely a valid perception, this is not the deeper dimension you're heading toward. You can forget your destination like you've taken a turnoff from the highway. So you begin worrying about your neck or your knee, even wrestling with memories of past pains or theories of what might be wrong. Yet if I could speak to you right at that moment, I'd say, your neck probably hurt before you began meditating. And it didn't bother you then. Your knee wasn't perfect before you started your meditation. You're really okay. While your neck or your knee is the way it is, turn your attention within by repeating mantra. It's amazing how when you look within, the pain goes away and healing happens. How do you look within? We use mantra to get deeper within. Om Namah Shivaya. As long as you're repeating mantra, you're deepening, even if your neck hurts or your knee. Think of it this way. You drive while your neck hurts, so you can meditate while your neck hurts. Think of it this way. You drive while your neck hurts. So you can meditate while your neck hurts. My example is about a simple thing, a simple but superficial thing, showing how that can distract you from your destination, the deeper dimensions of your own self. Ah, the same thing happens with your mind. When your attention begins to settle to a more subtle level, you may notice how busy your mind is. And you can begin to fight with your own mind. But then you're not meditating. You're doing your usual shtick, going around in circles with your mind. At least with the dog, they only circle three times before laying down. Our mind, how many times does it take? So we use mantra to get you deeper within. As long as you're repeating mantra, you're deepening. It works. Even if your mind is multitasking, keeping other things going inside, you can meditate while your neck hurts. And you can meditate while your mind is busy. Just get the mantra going. And I'll help you with that when I give meditation instruction. Point I'm trying to make here is that there are a lot of distractions when you look inward. They're called, there's a term for them, they're called internal distractions. In education, as well as in psychology, they now acknowledge the power of these internal distractions. They get in the way of learning. They get in the way of relationships. They get in the way of self-esteem internal distractions. The sages explained that you have many experiences, some of them when you're awake, some of them while you're dreaming, and even in deep sleep. When you're awake and you hear a clap of thunder, someone else will validate that for you. Yes, I heard that. It happened. It's real. But in a dream, no one else can validate it. 
So it's not a shared experience. It's not tangible and perceptible by others. Unfortunately, you can be dreaming even while you're awake. Internal distractions can have you living in a past or in an imagined future. No one else can see or share your experience. You're lost in internal distractions. I can't. While you already know that the world is full of things that can captivate your mind and distract you, even when you're looking inward, you can have a lot of distractions. The mantra carries you past all those distractions, just like a car on the highway speeds you past the small towns. You arrive at your destination, the deeper dimensions within, much more easily. I describe it as deep and easy. I tried other meditation systems, and I found that this is the one that works for me. There are many other meditation systems, and all of them offer you great benefits. You have to find the one that works for you. I like easy. And I like deep. I always loved deep. When I was growing up, I was a reader, an avid reader. I loved long books, 500 or 800 pages or more, books that told a deep story with real meaning. I love musical instruments that sound deep notes like a bass guitar, the upright bass, a tuba. The contrabassoon. Oh, yeah. And the kettle drum. And I love deep waters. When I went swimming in a pool, I liked to hang out on the bottom of the deep end, way down below all the kicking and the shouting. I liked it in those cool, deep waters. I could stay down there a long time. And pop up, take a breath, and go back down again. So for me, I like deep, easy meditation. I like getting below my mind. It's deep and quiet and vast and bliss-filled. Meditation is about getting in there. It's not just about getting in there for a little while. The point is to live there. You see, when you meditate, you're starting on the outside, so you're looking inward. But it's different at the end of your meditation. Watch and see today. I'll talk you through the process. Once you deepen inward, you not only experience your own self, you are your own self. As you settle deeper within, you can anchor in there to be based in your own self. Then looking at your mind or opening your eyes, it's like you're underwater looking up at the surface and above. You are the self based within, looking outward. Now your perception is empowered. Your peripheral vision widens, colors are more vivid, dimensionality is more alive, you are more alive. So you see the world in a whole new way, 
now you really can perceive. You can be the perceiver who enjoys all that exists, but without getting lost in any of it. You are the experiencer, not the experience. You are the one who sees, but you be while you see. You're living from the inside out. And your actions are empowered. Coming from a place of clarity and openness, your decisions and actions have a new level of effectiveness. I call it service, a life of service, like the queen modeled for us. You develop your ability to look inward. In the beginning, as a meditator, you develop your ability to choose whether you're going to look outward or inward. Meditation gives you the power of choice. Most people are looking outward, looking for joy, beauty, pleasure. You find these things, but they're always short-lived. Baba explained this in the quote we heard earlier. The pleasure born of a soft touch depends on that touch. And when the touch is no more, the pleasure also dies. But Ananda, bliss, does not depend on any external factor. It arises unconditioned from within. Ah, arising bliss, filling from within. This happens in meditation, especially in a Shaktipat tradition. Your inner meditative energy, once awakened, arises and fills you from within. How do you get that energy going? Mantra. If the bliss isn't arising, you haven't done enough mantra yet. Just keep going. Nobody ever counts how many times they've repeated their worries or fears, but they count how many times they've repeated mantra. What if you actually preferred Om Namah Shivaya over all your memories and negativities? What kind of mind do you want to have? So how do you use mantra? In meditation, here's how it works. You start repeating mantra inside. You may get distracted for you have lots of internal distractions. But after a bit, you remember, so you start the mantra up again. Each mantra repetition is like you lit a match in the dark. So you start off with little short matches. The little paper matches in the folding matchbook, they light up, but they don't burn long. So you have to say the mantra inside over and over again, at least as many times as you have repeated your memories and worries. Do more mantra. And each one gives you a little flare of light inside, the light of consciousness. And it's as you keep going, it's like your matches get longer. Instead of the little short paper matchsticks, it's like you're using wooden kitchen matches. Each mantra repetition gives you a brighter flare, which burns longer. And as you keep the mantra going inside, 
It's like you have multiple matches lit at the same time, more like birthday candles. And the light is more continuous, getting brighter, stronger, even hotter. Oh, yes, Kundalini, hotter. And you know those fireplace matches, the really long ones? Well, just keep repeating mantra and you'll graduate to more light, a longer lasting inner light. Light banishes dark. This is good. Very good. Do more mantra, get lighter and lighter, less dark and less heavy at the same time. And there is more going on, which might not be obvious to you in the beginning. My metaphor has you striking the matches. Each time you repeat mantra, you get another flare of light. Yet more is going on. For each mantra repetition makes your own inner light flare up. The light of your own beingness, the light of consciousness within, arises from its inner source and fills you. Each time you repeat mantra, the bliss of consciousness comes up and fills you from the inside out. The uplifting energy of consciousness, Kundalini, arises and fills you from within. Now you are drawn inward, deepening into the inner infinity of your own divinity, the light of consciousness that you are, O Shiva. And your mind still loves the mantra. What would your mind rather say besides the mantra? Something negative or limiting? My mind still enjoys lighting matches. The inner light arising and filling from within, plus mind lighting matches. Light on the inside, light on the outside. How do you want to live? Baba describes this. In the rest of his passage, when the mind and intellect come close to the self, they are able to experience bliss. It is to attain that bliss, to establish ourselves in that bliss, that we meditate. This is the purpose of meditation, to experience the bliss of your own self, yes. But more, to attain that bliss, to establish yourself, in that place. It's the difference between a hotel room and your own home. When you experience the bliss of the self in meditation, it's like you checked into a lovely hotel room and then you're going to leave tomorrow. But when you establish yourself in the bliss of your own self, it's like you move in, you live there. Where? There is not there. There is here. Who? Who is me, your own self? How? By repeating mantra. By getting to the point that your mind loves the mantra more than it loves its doom and gloom. Dark or light, you get to choose. Yet Baba promises more. 
when we attain the light of the self within ourselves, that light emerges as supreme love. When we attain the light of the self within ourselves, that light emerges as supreme love. Supreme love? Wait, don't you find love by looking outward? That's how everyone does it, right? You meet a few people, gravitate toward a special one and fall in love. Yeah, but this is not the only pathway to love. Some of the most loving relationships I've seen are in arranged marriages, that their parents took their time to carefully assess all the options and picked who would be the best partner for their beloved child. And the astrologer matched their charts. And you know what? It works. There are other pathways to love. One yogini told me that she'd been married five times, each time to the same man. She said that their marriage fell apart and they put it back together again in a new and different way, a way that worked for them for how they had grown to be. They grew into their love five times. What is the yogic pathway to love? When we attain the light of self within ourselves, that light emerges as supreme love. When you look inward, what will you find? What you find depends on how deeply you look. Just like sitting in the park at our nearby river walk, you can look at the grass at your feet, or you can look at the river, or across to the other side. You can even look at the treetops in the sky above. What are you looking at? What are you looking for? When you look inward, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? Look deeper and deeper within. The great sages show you what's possible. Follow the path that the great ones took. Look inward and find your own self. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.